Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 30th of June. India recorded over 45,000 new coronavirus cases today, taking the infection tally to 3.03 crore. The death toll has increased by 817, making the total fatality count stand at 3.98 lakh. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. The centre today said that private hospitals will no longer be allowed to directly procure COVID-19 vaccines from manufacturers from July 1st. They will reportedly have to place orders from the COVIN portal by registering as a private COVID-19 vaccination centre. The Supreme Court today ordered the National Disaster Management Authority to fix an ex-gratia assistance for the families whose loved ones died of the coronavirus. It has given a time period of six weeks for the same. The Apex Court said the disaster management body has failed to perform its statutory duty by not already fixing the compensation. The Maharashtra government told the Bombay High Court that it will soon start COVID-19 home vaccination for residents who are immobile or bedridden on an experimental basis. It added that it will not wait for an approval from the centre for the same. Haryana Minister Anil Vij said the state has recorded one case of the Delta Plus variant of coronavirus and that the patient's contacts are being traced. He also announced that a lab will be set up in Rotak for genome sequencing of coronavirus. Southwestern Railway has said passengers travelling from Maharashtra to Karnataka will now need to produce a negative RT-PCR test or proof of vaccination. Brazilian Health Minister Marcelo Queroga has said his country will suspend its COVID-19 vaccine contract with India's Bharat Biotech. This comes amid allegations of corruption in the deal for buying 20 million Covaxin doses at a higher price. A federal investigation is underway into alleged irregularities in the contract. Bharat Biotech said in a statement today that it followed a step-by-step approach for the regulatory approval and supply contract of Covaxin in Brazil. It added that Covaxin is priced at between $15 and $20 per dose for buyers outside India and the price for Brazil was $15 per dose. Globally, the coronavirus disease has infected over 181.7 million people and killed more than 3.93 million, according to Johns Hopkins University. The Supreme Court today asked yoga guru Ramdev to produce videos and transcripts of his statements on allopathy's effectiveness in treating coronavirus cases. A bench of Chief Justice N.V. Ramana, Justices A.S. Bopana and Rishi Kesh Roy was hearing a petition filed by Ramdev, seeking a stay on the proceedings of FIRs filed against him in multiple states for his remarks on allopathy. He had sought a clubbing of all the FIRs and their transfer to Delhi. The bench posted the matter for hearing on July 5th. On May 31st, Ramdev claimed he had scientific evidence to prove the legitimacy of Ayurveda in curing hypertension, cancer, arthritis, thyroid issues, liver sclerosis, hepatitis and fatty liver. He gave a slew of interviews to TV news channels to further attack modern medicine over alleged abuses of the pharmaceutical industry. Multiple states' units of the Indian Medical Association have heavily criticized his remarks and had filed complaints against him. News Laundry Siddharth Singh spoke to many Ayurvedic practitioners and asked if Ramdev represented them or if he represented Ayurveda. Many said he doesn't and made a distinction that he is a yoga guru, so why should he be speaking about Ayurveda and that he is not even qualified to be talking about yoga? Do read Siddharth's report titled, Does Ramdev really speak for Ayurveda? No, according to Ayurvedic practitioners, where he asks the question, What expertise does Ramdev actually possess? 
Also, you can hear Siddharth talk about his report on Reporters Without Orders, episode 171, on whichever platform you listen to podcasts. Newslaundry.com has its own podcast player with all the features. So do head to our website and check it out. We're able to bring you podcasts, videos, ground reports, and a lot more because of our dear subscribers who fund us. We don't depend on advertisements or corporations or governments as we are an independent news platform. If you are not a subscriber already, now is the time to subscribe and pay to keep news free. Head on to our website and click that red button on the top right corner. Subscription is as low as 300 rupees only. The Ghazibad police today invoked the National Security Act against a member of the Samajwadi party named Umed Pehelwan Idrisi in connection with the assault of an elderly Muslim man in Ghazibad. Idris had been arrested by the Ghazibad police for allegedly spreading communal hatred through a Facebook Live with the victim Abdul Samad. In the Facebook Live, Samad had alleged that he was beaten up by a group of men and was forced to chant Jai Shri Ram. However, the police had said that the accused beat him up because he had sold them an amulet, which did not work. Apart from Idrisi, the Uttar Pradesh police had also filed a case against Twitter India, The Wire, journalists Rana Ayub, Sabah Nakwi and Mohammad Zubair, and Congress leaders Salman Izmi, Maskur Usmani and Sama Mohammad for making social media posts about the assault. The Calcutta High Court today agreed to consider affidavits by West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee and State Law Minister Maloy Ghatak in a case seeking transfer of the Narada case to the High Court. According to live law, the affidavits will be accepted at a cost of 5,000 rupees from each party. The affidavits reportedly note the law and order situation in the state, especially outside the CBI office on May 17th. On June 9th, a five-judge bench of the Calcutta High Court had refused to admit affidavits from Banerjee and Ghatak. However, the Supreme Court on June 25th set aside the Calcutta High Court order and asked Banerjee and Ghatak to file a fresh application to the High Court stating the reason for not filing the affidavit earlier, even as the hearing in the Narada case had started on May 27th. The Supreme Court had also asked the High Court to decide on affidavits filed by the ministers first before deciding on the CBI plea seeking transfer of the case. A clash broke out today between BJP workers and protesters against the farm laws in Ghazipur on the Delhi-Uttar Pradesh border. The brawl took place when the BJP workers held a procession to welcome a BJP politician, Amit Valmiki, on a flyway where the farm law protesters have been camping since November 2020. Indian Express reported the use of sticks during the fight, which led to some injuries. Videos and pictures that surfaced on social media also showed some damaged vehicles. Former leaders, however, alleged that the episode was another conspiracy by the government to suppress the protest against the three farm laws and give it a bad name. Samyukta Kisan Morcha spokesperson Jaktar Singh Bajwa claimed that the farmers at the Ghazipur border had informed the district administration and government officials to remove the party workers because they were allegedly creating a ruckus while misbehaving with the farmers in the name of a welcome rally. Drones were spotted near three different defence installations in Jammu for the fourth consecutive day today. The first drone was sighted at 9.23pm yesterday night at Miran Sahib, the second and third drones were sighted in Kaluchak and Kunjwani areas at 4.40am and 4.52am, respectively, in the early hours today. Drones have been sighted in the Union Territory every day this week, since the drone attack at the Indian Air Force Station in Jammu in the early hours of Sunday. However, security forces have not been able to locate a single drone despite searches in several areas. Meanwhile, authorities in Rajori today ordered a ban on the storage sale, possession, and use and transport of the flying machines. 
The order also directed those having drones or similar objects in their possession to be deposited with the local police station. However, District Magistrate of Rajori, Rajesh Kumar Shavan, said that the government agencies using drones for mapping, surveys and surveillance would get the local police station in charge and executive magistrate informed about the same. In related news, a soldier was injured yesterday night in an encounter with suspected militants in Sundarbani area of border Rajori district in Jammu and Kashmir. Army PRO Lieutenant Colonel Devendra Anand said that the search operations were launched last evening based on information regarding the presence of a small group of suspicious armed persons near Dadil village, a few kilometers from the line of control. Meanwhile, the operation is still underway. Myanmar's military authorities plan to release about 2,000 people from jails across the country. This came a day after an army-run state news channel said the generals were dropping charges against 24 celebrities who had been declared wanted for incitement for their part in the mass rallies and civil disobedience against the Myanmar coup. According to a Reuters report, at least 700 of the prisoners will be released from Yangon's insane jail, the prison chief said. He, however, declined to specify who would be released from the country's vast prison complex. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, the judge in the trial of Aung San Suu Kyi rejected a motion to dismiss the evidence central to a case that could lead her to jail for up to two years for incitement. She is accused of a range of offences including bribery, illegally possessing two-way radios, incitement to commit crimes against the state, and violating coronavirus rules. Canada broke its temperature record for the third straight day on Tuesday, recording 121.3 Fahrenheit in Lytton, British Columbia. Dozens of people have reportedly died due to the heat waves. Police in Vancouver area have responded to more than 130 sudden deaths since Friday. Most had heat as a major contributing factor. With a record temperature of 47.9 degrees Celsius, that is 118 degrees Fahrenheit, set on Monday, police in the Burnaby area of Vancouver noted 25 sudden death calls. Canadian Mounted Police said that the deaths were still under investigation and that many of the deceased were senior citizens. According to The Guardian, experts believe climate change is expected to increase the frequency of extreme weather events such as heat waves. However, linking any single event to global warming is complicated. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.